Hi, and welcome to Nerd Talk. My name is Clint Wyckoff. Cloud-defined storage separates the storage control and data planes. The control plane, Nebulon On, runs in the cloud while the data plane runs on-premises within your application servers. By placing the control plane in the cloud, customers are able to achieve many SaaS-type benefits. The brains of cloud-defined storage is, well, the cloud, Nebulon On. The storage data plane runs as close to your application servers as possible, on-premises within the application server. The data plane is delivered in the form of a scale-out enterprise IoT endpoint, which we call a services processing unit, or SPU for short. All cloud-defined storage application servers are equipped with SPUs clustered together, and they form NPODs. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Josh Price. We're going to dive deep into the world of cloud-defined storage's data plane and highlight how the cloud manages your on-premises application storage. I'm Clint Wyckoff, and this is Nerd Talk. Welcome to Nebula Nerd Talk, the home of all things cloud-defined storage. This is episode three. Thanks for tuning in. Now here's the host of Nerd Talk and Chief Neb Nerd, Clint Wyckoff. Hey Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to join us today on Nerd Talk. Hi Clint, hey, thanks for having me. So my name is Josh Price. I'm the hardware system design architect here at Nebulon. And I'm also one of the engineers responsible for the hardware design of our IoT endpoint or services processing unit, SPU for short. That's super cool. Uh, so as we've discussed previously, you know, we have the, the cloud managed control plane, which we call Nebulon on. And then we have the on-premises data plane, which is gonna be the focus of today's discussion. Now, Josh, the IoT endpoint that you just mentioned there, it's managed by the cloud, Nebulon On. So it sounds like this is very different than what traditional customers or storage consumers might be used to with their three-tier CN architecture, or even their software-defined or hyper-converged storage solutions that they might be used to. It is. It's actually significant, different, uh, significantly different. So let's start with like the three-tiered architecture. In that architecture, you have a centralized array. It typically talks fiber channel, maybe iSCSI. It goes through a SAN, so a bunch of fiber channel switches or a bunch of um, um, iSCSI switches or networking, you know, Ethernet switches. And then it connects to a bunch of servers through fiber channel cards or iSCSI cards. Um, talking over a fiber channel protocol and iSCSI protocol presenting storage. Mm -hmm. Now that architecture, you know, has its pluses and minuses, but I can tell you from my years of storage, one of the big minuses of it is it's very hard to manage. Right. Um, got a very complex, you know, typically SAN infrastructure, which when you want to do things like upgrades and that kind of stuff, it, it involves getting lots of departments talking to each other, coordinating in order to make changes to that infrastructure. So with cloud-defined storage, we sort of try to, well, we don't try to, we definitely do bring a much easier and simpler approach to managing on-premises storage. The fact that it's managed through the cloud as uh, essentially a black box endpoint. And so as we relate the on-prem data planes to what customers might be used to uh, inside of their SAN uh, or traditional storage devices that they have running inside of their environment today, what are some of the storage services that the, the data plane, the, the IoT endpoint, the SPU brings for customers? Well, it actually provides pretty much all of the functionality that you expect to receive from your high-end um, storage array. So you can think of it almost as taking a high-end storage controller, shrinking it down into a form factor that fits inside your industry class services, and it provides all that functionality. So that provides everything from uh, resilient cache 
to mirroring between controllers, to erasure coding, to compression, to dedupe, to even end-to-end -end compression. Or, sorry, encryption, end-to-end -end encryption. Pretty much, like I said, everything you expect to see in that high-end um, storage controller. Okay, so it sounds very similar to what we might have heard in the market with some of the hyperscale cloud providers. Um, you know, with AWS's Nitro card, is there any similarities that we can draw between the, the two? Well, there's some, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when you start thinking about what this card comprised of, it's built on a high-end SOC, much like these cards are. Mm -hmm. It's actually got eight ARM cores in it, A72, three gigahertz. Um, it's an SOC because it also incorporates um, a high-end networking interface, 225 gig or 10 gig interfaces that you can actually see right here. Uh, on the card, and they're actually incorporated as part of this SOC itself. There's a bunch of offload engines within this SOC. These offload engines help support things like encryption and um, deduplication, erasure coding, and they offload the CPU so that it can do other things. There's two integrated memory controllers. They provide up to 45 gigabytes of raw DDR bandwidth, um, ECC protected, of course, to the CPU itself, 32 gigabytes of raw memory that's used for both the cache as well as to run the uh, Nebo SOS that runs on this card itself. Okay, so essentially what we're doing here is we're delivering a scale-out storage performance. So you mentioned there earlier that the fact that it's doing compression, erasure coding, uh, compression, deduplication, all the components that we might be used to receiving in our traditional SAN device, right? Yep. And with the, the replacing this PCIe uh, endpoint, the IoT endpoint that we call here the SPU, replacing that in the application servers. So the more SPUs that you have inside of your environment, the more performance that your applications are capable of receiving. Fair statements? That's all, all very true, exactly. Let's touch on some of the, the networking and the connectivity options there. So you mentioned the fact and you showed the, the, uh, the dual data interfaces. Uh, what sort of connectivity would they go into a switch? Yeah, so, so there's two interfaces on there. They're provided for redundancy. They're 25 gig Ethernet ports, although they will also run at 10, gig, um, 10 gigabits a second, depending on what your, um, your infrastructure that you have. Mm -hmm. They go to a top of rack switch in which they'll connect to all the other servers um, with Nebula and IoT endpoints in them to build your pod. Okay, so all of the on-premises storage traffic stays contained to the data interfaces and none of that connectivity um, runs out to the cloud, correct? Correct, correct. The connectivity to the cloud is through a separate one gigabit port. Um, that port, again, it's all encrypted. All, you're using our security triangles, I think uh, Michael talked about in an earlier episode. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's that con that separate port that provides connectivity to Nebulon on that does the management and the analytics and all the other magic that happens up at Nebulon on. Sure. So the sort of the, the brains of the operation is the cloud, and those cards have the one gig interface, which we call the, the control interface that connects out to the cloud over port 443. The SPUs then fetch messages out of a message queue, and that's how they receive their instructions on uh, and their recipes and actions that they should take. So let's right. say we have construction going on outside of our data center and we've no customer has ever had a backhoe cut through their, their WAN line, right? That never happens. That never happens. So the fact, since the cloud is the brains, or whenever there is a disconnected state for you know a brief period of time, let's say, for example, the, the WAN connection goes down to a customer environment, the SPUs and my data is still able to operate on-premises? 
100%. Still, still 100% available. There's no disruption of your data services on premises. Um, that's because you know the cards themselves. They do they do have software that runs on the card that provide the full data plane. Um, so you don't really lose any functionality as far as data availability goes. Now you won't necessarily get to see your GUI and see your performance at the time and that kind of stuff while the outage is going on. But don't worry, your applications are still there. You're not going to have anybody coming yelling at you because you can no longer talk to your storage because you right. functionality on that side. And I, I think the important thing for folks to understand uh, before we wrap things up here in a, in a few seconds is that since we have the scale out, uh, card, the endpoint that runs inside of your application servers, the VMs, the container pods, the host operating systems, they have access to all of your server resources. So there's... Yeah, I think we should, that, that's one point I think we should just hit on a little bit because it does differentiate us from some of the other um, solutions available out there. The fact that this endpoint sits in the server and this endpoint is what runs all of your storage services as you said, we take zero resources on the server side. From the server side, we just look like a SCSI device. We prevent, we present disk. They use the standard inbox drivers that every major OS and hypervisor already has. And um, we take zero CPU, zero memory. So all of that is available to be used by your applications, your hypervisors, whatever. All right, so thanks for joining me today, Josh. And as we get ready to, uh, to wrap things up, Nebulon is delivering cloud-defined storage, which separates the, the, the cloud-based control plane from the on-premises data plane, and it's delivered via a cloud-managed IoT endpoint, which we call a services processing unit. Josh, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day and joining us today on Nerd Talk. And uh, folks, if you're interested in getting in touch with the show, you can feel free to email us at nerdtalk at nebulon.com. Otherwise, please feel free to throw your comments in the section below, and uh, we'll catch you on a future episode. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you later.